0: God Hears Her God Hears Her God Hears Her is brought to you is brought to you by our Daily Bread Ministries. Visit GodHearsHer.org Visit GodHearsHer.org
1: or find us on social for more information. You try so hard to contain the what if question. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What if this happens? You know, what if, what if, what if, what if? And so for me, it was like looking back and going, okay, God, you have done this and you've done this. I want to see my future through the lens of what you did then, what I know you'll do next. Mm -hmm.
0: You're listening to God Hears Her, a podcast for women where we explore the stunning truth that God hears you, He sees you, and He loves you because you are His. Find out how these realities free you today on God Hears Her. Welcome to God Hears Her. I'm Elisa
1: Morgan and I'm Erin Eddy. Have you ever been so certain that something was going to happen? I mean like 100% and you begin to plan on it. You may have even told someone else about it or a few people and then it didn't happen. In those moments, life can feel dismantling. Big questions surface like what am I going to do next? And often in those moments of uncertainty, it can be difficult to find peace. Well, today, we are going to talk about finding peace in moments of uncertainty. And Elisa,
0: I know you've been there. Oh, yeah, baby. I dated the same guy through high school and through college. He was going to be a doctor. And I thought, well, for sure, then I'm going to be a doctor's wife, right? You know, and then toward the end of college, we broke up. Suddenly, I had to figure out what I was going to do with my whole life. How was I going to support myself? It was tough. It was unsettling. And I think we all have seasons like this.
1: We do, and that's exactly where I want to begin. Let me share a moment from my life where I found myself in that same situation. I was so sure something was going to happen, and then it didn't. This is God Hears Her. The last few years, I feel like I've been wrestling with so much uncertainty, but it's always either been like in job or relationships mm-hmm. or family. Mm-hmm. And this time, it was all three at once. Ooh. So... My, no place to stand. No place mm-hmm, to stand. Mm-hmm. I almost felt like I explained it like a tidal wave hmm. or an undercurrent mm-hmm. where you can't tell if you're swimming down, mm-hmm. up, sideways to the shore. Mm-hmm. You don't really know where you're swimming. It's very
0: disorienting. It is. You don't even know what's up or down.
1: When you found yourself in a lot of uncertainty everywhere, mm-hmm all different parts of your life. You do feel like you're just swimming. You just want
0: some air. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's kind of important for the next moment. Just a breath. Just a breath. Uh And then you can just float with getting some air,
1: right? Right,
0: right. Just a Um, breath. One nostril out of the water is how one one of my friends used to describe it. Yeah, just one nostril. Just
1: one nostril up. Mm -hmm. I had gone through a business situation, fell through, and I thought for certain it was going to happen. It was a deal. It was like a business deal. And with that was going to come a lot of comfort. So I was really excited about it because I had felt a lot of discomfort in like
0: salary and health benefits and things like that. And you're single and, and you need this kind of predictability and it's something a newish role for you. So yeah. you're like I was back in the day, you're trying to get your your life sorted.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that was happening. And then my dad got diagnosed with Throat cancer. Oh, boy. And then my place of living changed. So it's all three things. Wow. At once. So family. Family. Job. Job. Home. Home. Wow. There was a week where, I mean, I just cried and I was sad and I was confused. And I was, for many reasons, I was sad about the business situation. I thought, okay, God, Mm -hmm. like, I almost felt like he was, um, for a moment, I was like, am I being punished?
0: Mm-hmm. We do that, don't we? Yeah. We get very transactional, very black and white, formulaic. Yes. And how we, if I did it right, then I'm going to be rewarded with this. Right. But does God work that way? No. Yeah, how do you know?
1: I went to Jeremiah 29.
0: Okay, and what's there?
1: And so in Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you. And I like in King James Version, it says, for I know the thoughts I think toward you. That's nice. And so when I look at both, the plans that he has for me the thoughts that he thinks towards me mm-hmm. it allowed me to start asking the question how do you think towards me what do you have for me and pray that prayer over and over and over again
0: and trust it and trust and let's pause for a second the context in that chapter yeah. this is the the struggle of israel mm-hmm. being sent to babylon and being in captivity and it went on for a lot of decades it was a yeah. really hard time and the prophet jeremiah is speaking in the voice of the lord saying i know the plans i have for you yeah. or as you said i know the thoughts i think towards you and you are your good yeah. right and so as he's speaking to his beloved israel his mm-hmm. people israel we can take from that an understanding that our god thinks that way towards us mm
1: yes in the most uncertain hard seasons mm-hmm. but i knew that but i think i felt guilty wow what do you mean uh, i think i felt guilty that i was questioning that he has something good for me mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah, like an uncertainty it's mm-hmm. like i was just wanting to be sad <laughs> <laughs> right i don't want i don't want to be sad but you wanted to wallow i was wallowing a yeah. little bit yeah. and then And then I think I was kind of in the tidal wave, Mm -hmm. you know, of Mm -hmm. like, well, what's going to happen? And is anything good going to happen? And will anything ever be like, we'll have to experience this again in six months or three months or one month or Mm -hmm. one week. Mm -hmm. And then what do I do if I have to?
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I'm verbally processing. But those were all the questions I was
0: like thinking through and asking and struggling with that week. I'm hearing you say that. When we get in a tidal wave situation, it could be—I mean, times of uncertainty it can be in our job, it can be in our home, it can be an illness, waiting for a diagnosis, it can be yeah. just even waiting up at night for a kid to come home, it can be waiting to find a mate, or you know, waiting for someone you love to find Jesus. I mean, yeah. all these uncertain times. It could be concern about our country, it can be concern about the planet, it can be yeah. big things. When we get in those situations, God helped you, comforted you. With the promise that he gave to Israel, that he gives to his people, but my hearing is saying that sometimes that was hard to put your hands on. It's like yeah. a handhold in the middle of the tidal wave. But you're like, no, I think I want to wallow. Yeah, no, I, I think, think I'm going to choose to worry, and yeah. I can't help myself. Maybe I just feel worried. That's exactly
1: it. I think it's more that like okay. I can't help myself. It's like I'm just, I'm just spinning out of control, mm-hmm. right? Of mm-hmm. like thoughts, just mm-hmm. like feeling overwhelmed, and then but that scripture rooted me. I stopped myself and I looked back at what God has done for me and how faithful He has been, and I started recounting those things mm-hmm. to get me out of spinning. That was hard to do, but it actually helped me to get my bearings. Mm-hmm.
0: Did you use a journal? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah,
1: so I started journaling every morning. I would wake up. I just I have to do this it's part of my routine. I wake up early. I don't pay any attention to my phone. That's discipline. What do you do? Put it in another room? Uh-huh. That would be a good idea. I do. Okay. actually turn it off and uh-huh. I put it in another room. That's smart. I do a double, double. <laughs> double it up. <laughs> down, double down. Just in
0: case. That phone <laughs> under control. Yeah, that's right. That's good. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but I, I do. I put it in another room. And for me, I think also, I think like, I want to show God that like, I want you to have all of me and all my thoughts. I want you to have, mm-hmm. I want all my attention here with you. Mm-hmm. I want to get rid of my phone Sit with you, and I just would journal, like thinking back on what he has done, mm-hmm. how faithful he was towards me.
0: I'm relating to what you're saying so strongly. I mean, yeah. the Lord used that verse in my life too when I was single. I know the plans I have for you, and we don't take it like a, it's not like this little. Pill you take and everything's fine. It's a perspective on God's faithfulness in the past, just as you said, Aaron, to remind us that he'll be faithful. As he was faithful to Israel, he'll be faithful to us. But I'm thinking about another tangible way I underlined God's faithfulness to me that reminded me over and over. And it was mm-hmm. when we waited for almost five years to adopt a baby. you know, And finally, I always say it's like being dilated to a nine, you know, forever. It's ridiculous. It's so painful. It's so hard. They don't grow in your stomach. They grow in your heart. Your heart just goes contorted into the most bizarre directions in order to have an adoption come into your life. But finally right before we finally got a baby I, it was christmas time and i had expected to have a baby by christmas the agency had pretty much promised us one Oh, we've got one coming kind of thing and so yeah. i set up what i called the hope for the baby tree it was just a little small christmas tree and i tied pink and blue ribbons on it cuz i didn't know if it's going to be a boy or a girl oh. and i stuffed baby's breath back in the day you know in the branches and oh, you know that's what so sweet. it was so sweet it was my it was like a tangible symbol not any kind of a divine thing just a place where i would go and pray and just go lord I trust you that you will be faithful to hear my desire Mm -hmm. and that you will care for me. And I mean, I went and went and went. And honestly, I left that tree up like into February. It was silly. But finally, we had a baby at Easter. Mm -hmm. That's when we found out we'd have our daughter. But you know, Erin, what I did, and it's not a journal. I mean, I have journaled a lot. But I still have a little foot and a half tall replication of A Hope for the Baby Tree that I put out every year. And my children are 35 and 33 years old. <gasps> but it reminds me that God is faithful mm. and he is present in our uncertainty. When we have no control over anything, mm. he does have control. And it's a discipline to yeah. remind ourselves of that. So now maybe I'm struggling with a health issue or someone in my family's struggling with an addiction or, or somebody down the street doesn't know Jesus. Yeah. I'm reminded about his faithfulness to me, even in my children's lives, watching that through the years, his faithfulness to them. I'm reminded of that. And Mm. and it doesn't fix it. Boom, boom. I still Mm. have to do my my work and remind myself, but it really helps. It changes your lens of how
1: you see the future, especially when a loved one is diagnosed with cancer. Mm -hmm. You try so hard to contain the what if question. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What if this happens? You know, what if, what if, what if, what if. And then there's a what if to that what if. And then there's more what ifs. Right. Right? Yeah. And so for me, it was like, that's natural. You just will do that. But also looking back and going, okay, God, you have done this and you've done this. I want to see my future through the lens of what you did then, Mm -hmm. what I know you'll do next. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. But that is... That's hard. Uh, yeah. And I'm actually really related to the whole diagnosed with cancer thing. Um, one of my dearest, dearest friends in the world is a, now a 13, 14-year survivor of wow. stage four ovarian cancer, which is unheard of. And when she wow. was first diagnosed, we worked together. And I remember her then adult children and me, we were all just reeling Under this diagnosis, because it looked like, my gosh, she's going to be gone in a year, kind of a thing. And what I watched happen in that time of her rounds of chemo and her surgeries and her losing her hair and her eyelashes and all these horrible indignations that she had to go through, Mm -hmm. I watched God meet us in each one of them and develop kind of a, this is interesting, a muscle memory Mm. of Mm. being present with us. And so when the next thing came, it was less difficult when the next came it was less difficult it wasn't perfect it wasn't great wow. but we grew to trust his presence with us in this trial and now I mean we kind of all forget that she's still a survivor we don't see her under that definition anymore although I learned a hard lesson don't ever deny that lesson yeah. or that label because it's still true yeah and it's an important part of her identity and our experience together but over those 12 13 14 years We've changed, yeah, because we've seen God present with us. Mm, that's so good,
1: muscle memory. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, do you, I've never prayed for that
0: muscle memory? Yeah, yeah, I love that phrase. Um, I, I, I think I, I should pray it though. Yeah, I think I learned somewhere about spiritual amnesia. You know, oh. we forget. We do just like we just forget that God's faithful. We forget minute by minute. I have to remind myself, like, yeah. My daughter had a premature baby at the age of 32 weeks in gestation, and everybody was terrified he wouldn't make it to the age (sighs) to live because she lost a baby at 22 weeks of (sighs) gestation. And so we're freaking out. So she did lose one. But now I have a four and a half, almost five-year-old grandson who did live. We we just forget. And it's all about this present moment. It's as if God has never seen it. And he's never never been faced with this circumstance. You know, he couldn't possibly understand this or be present. And if you just stop and look back Mm -hmm. at what he's provided and how he's pulled us through, we find our footing in that tidal wave.
1: And when we return, we will build on the foundation of looking back at God's faithfulness to then look forward with confidence and peace into uncertainty. That's coming up here on God Hears Her. Hey friends, if you're enjoying today's episode, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you never miss a new episode of the God Hears Her podcast. When you subscribe, new episodes are delivered straight to your device or computer. So hit subscribe and remember that God sees you, He hears you, He loves you, because you are His. Welcome back to God Hears Her. I'm Erin Eddy.
0: And I'm Elisa Morgan. And in just a moment, we'll return to our conversation about finding peace in the midst of uncertainty. But just a quick reminder that if you miss anything in today's show, the show notes are available in the podcast description or on our website at GodHearsHer.org.
1: There you will also find links to verses mentioned, as well as links to a free resource titled It's Not Fair, Trusting God When Life Doesn't Make Sense. As you've already heard in the first part of today's show, overwhelming stress can cause us to question God. And this e-booklet offers a way forward through pain tears, loss, and disappointment. Just click on the link in the podcast description or visit our website at GodHearsHer.org. That's GodHearsHer.org.
0: Now back to the show, as Erin offers a few examples from her life of how God has given her peace, even in the midst of uncertainty, this is God Hears Her. For
1: me, it was quiet time. Even just allowing myself to ask him the hard questions yeah. of or telling him, like, God, like, I'm really struggling to believe that you're here for this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, even just being genuine in that fear.
0: Absolutely.
1: And saying, God, like, I don't know where you are in this. Are you here? You know do what you I forget find, about me?
0: Yeah. If I do my own work on this. There have been times when I haven't wanted to ask God or tell him what I'm actually feeling. Yeah. But when I really am honest there, it's where I don't want to let myself know yeah. what I'm feeling. Yeah. And if I tell him that I have to face it, that's kind of deep. But it that's, is. well, that's. I like that. <laughs> it, it surprised me. It's yeah. like, I want to go, oh, God isn't safe. He's safe. He's proven he's safe. It's, I don't want to face my yeah. fear. That's it. I don't want to do it.
1: It's scary. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. so good.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what's your happy ending to this story?
1: I mean, my dad's doing radiation five days out of the week for six weeks. And you watch his physical body deteriorate. And that's so, so painful. hard. Because um, he's
0: strong and he's provided for you. And mm-hmm. he's been over you and a protector and to yeah. watch him be diminished.
1: Yep. And then I've prayed. I just kept praying before the business deal fell through. I was praying, asking God to remove and move any distractions that would take me further away from him. Say that again. Remove and move any distractions that would take me further away from him. From
0: God, not your dad. From God. Okay.
1: My dad's going through that. I'm praying, remove and move any distractions, Lord. And... Also, I don't really know where I'm going to live.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, By the way. By the way. I'm getting ready to be a tent person. (laughs) Yeah, and that happens. I mean, it is so painful. I mean, this is exactly the stories that are behind many of the people we see on the streets. Yeah. It is. So I just kind
1: of was like, you know, wandering everywhere, and I I don't have an answer for where I'm going to live.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So I just keep asking God, like, land my feet where you want them. And then I believe that why that business deal fell through was because you're protecting me. Okay. Because I prayed that prayer. And we trust Remove and
0: move. We there and we trust our God to be a good God with a good character who wants our good. He's right. not here to harm us, which we talked about a few minutes ago. It's like, oh my gosh, he's gonna zap me. Okay. Yeah.
1: But when he removed that situation, I forgot for a split second that I prayed it. And I was like, What's what? wrong with me?
0: Yes. <laughs> like, but you
1: asked God to but protect I asked, you. I asked him to remove, move, um, and protect me. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. But So that fell through. But then I was overwhelmed by the amount of peace and the uncertainty. And I think it's because I allowed myself to ask him questions, to cry, to process. He just, I don't even know how to articulate that kind of peace. There was so much uncertainty. Mm-hmm. But I still didn't know how to articulate the comfort inside of me, mm-hmm. which if my mom even was like, you're really handling this well. Oh, and for a moment, that's I thought maybe when your I'm numb. Right? I was like, maybe I'm numb. <laughs> but I think I just knew by his promise uh-huh. that he will. So then I started enjoying the uncertainty. What do you mean enjoying it? because I knew that it was he was going to do something oh my fun. gosh
0: oh my gosh
1: I actually started to enjoy that's powerful that he was going to do instead mm-hmm. of worrying I was mm-hmm. anticipating mm-hmm. I was like kind of excited and mm-hmm. anticipating mm-hmm. all right lord where are you, where are you going to land me mm-hmm. like you provided the last place for me to live you're going to provide
0: the next and the last place was such a blessing so what are you going to do this time and you get kind of excited in the uncertainty because you're you're being trained by looking back and paying attention to mm-hmm. how you're praying that God is going to do something. Here. Yeah. Go back to the experience of peace, Aaron. Yeah. You said it was hard to define.
1: It was hard to articulate. Articulate. Just knowing that he he's in it.
0: Yes. This is making me think straight of what Paul said. Oh uh, yeah in Philippians chapter 4 I remember I, this as a teenager I remember it's let like, have no anxiety about anything but in everything mm. make prayers and supplications and the peace of God which what passes
1: all understanding
0: will make your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus and it is very difficult to articulate it yeah but it's it's a peace that is of God and it's interesting you know peace is a fruit of the spirit it's something that God yeah. grows in us you know when when we're connected to God he wants to grow his fruit in us and one of them is peace which yeah. really means the absence of let's just modernize it the absence of freaking out in the yeah. middle of uncertainty absence that's of the absence of yeah. that Yeah. so that's what you got when yeah. you lean in in your uncertainty looking at mm-hmm. God's track record looking at what he's already done and by the way remembering what you asked him to do. Exactly. I want to mention that verse again from Philippians 4, 6, and 7. And this is from the NIV translation. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. We just talked about the peace of God doesn't really make sense, especially in uncertainty. Maybe that's how we know it is the peace of God.
1: And I love how that verse says, with thanksgiving. So much of our conversation today was looking back and seeing what God has already done in our lives. And after looking back, we can be
0: confident and find peace in what He will do, because He is faithful. Well, for anyone who wants to see the talking points for today's show, or if you think you may have missed part of the conversation, don't forget the talking points which are available in the show notes. You can find the show notes in the podcast description or on our website, GodHearsHer.org. There you'll find some helpful
1: links. We have a link to the new God Sees Her devotional. We also have a link to a free e-booklet titled, It's Not Fair, Trusting God When Life Doesn't Make Sense. This e-booklet offers a way forward through pain, tears, loss, and disappointment, and it's yours for free. Just click on the link in the podcast description or visit our website at GodHearsHer.org. That's GodHearsHer.org. Thank you so much for joining us today. And don't forget, God sees you. He hears you. He loves you because you are his. There's a whole team of people behind the God Hears Her podcast. And before we go, I just want to do a quick shout out to Carol, Julie, and Rebecca. We're so thankful for you guys.